0: Good morning. I want to welcome y'all to Memorial United Methodist. My name is Joe Kate. I'm the minister here. We're so grateful that y'all are here joining us today. Uh, this is a communion Sunday, and uh, we're always grateful for those. And we're also starting a new worship theme series uh, starting today for the next two months. Um, we're going to be, I figure y'all are going out. It's the summer. Y'all are going to all sorts of different places uh, with creeks and lakes and oceans, and so um The scripture passages for the next eight weeks or so are going to be lessons people learned about themselves, about God, about their nation, dealing with the body of water. And so um, they might be a positive story, might be a hard story, might be a sad story, um, but all of it um, leads to the people being redeemed in some way, shape, or form next to a very small or very large body of water and so today we're starting off with um, Genesis and I'm excited about that a couple things Uh, We had an exploring membership class uh, today. We have them at 10 o'clock. It's in the social hall. It's between here and the Family Life Center. We have it every first Sunday of the month, so if you remember that, um, please, please come and join us at um, 10 o'clock. You meet other friendly faces. You learn about what the United Methodist Church is about. You learn what our church is about within, uh, being within the United Methodist Church, and uh, you get to see other friendly faces, meet other new people, and uh, I encourage you to do that anytime that you like. Um, I will be at annual conference starting today. Annual conference is the um, annual gathering of, uh, (laughs) that means once a year. annual gathering of um, United Methodist clergy and laity from around our state all in one place to uh, do exciting things like ordination and um, uh, powerful things like the memorial service and also quite boring things like financial reports and things like that. But we make sure we get uh, worship and administration and ordination, all sorts of things happen in these next four days. And so um, John Tomonko is one of our retired clergy in the congregation. He primarily goes to nine o'clock. If you have some sort of um, pastoral care thing going on this week until Wednesday, uh, John or John Rush will be coming uh, to visit you. Make sure that you... um feel comforted um charles harris is here today he's from first pres downtown greenville and his wife rebecca we're grateful charles for you coming and playing for us it's a tag team up there you can see them both up there and um, they are gonna um, play throughout our service and we're grateful um, for y'all being present with us today i believe that's everything so let's begin our service stand and join us with our first hymn, number 57.
1: Tongues to sing my great Redeemers grave the glories of my God and King, the triumph of his grace, my gracious master and my God assist me to proclaim to spread. us the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease. Tis music in the sinner's ear, tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of canceled sin, he sets the prisoner. Can make the foulest clean. His blood avail for me. He speaks, and listening to his voice, news like the dead receive.
0: Please be seated.
2: Our scripture reading today is from Psalm sixty three, verses one through eight. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. This is the word of God. For the people of God, thanks, thanks be to God. God. I'm going to call on Mark Green and
0: Bill McAfee to come forward. They represent Troop 107 and Cub Scout Pack 071. Uh, primarily, Bill looks like. Come on up, Bill. The rock house is on our campus, just right here behind the sanctuary. It's uh, made out of rock. It's uh, come on, you can come right there. Um, it's held a number of different people, as I understand, in its history, and its current major function is to have both um, Troop 107 and Pac 071. I want to give them the opportunity to tell that, tell you about their um, opportunities, if you have any uh, little guys that want to
3: participate. Okay. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor Joe. Um, I'm, my name is Bill McCaffey. I'm the Cub Master of Pac 071, and i We meet Monday nights at 6.30. Uh, We work uh, for about an hour. Um, Sometimes we go a little over. It depends on how uh, active and excited the boys are and what we're doing. Um, It's it's hard to get involved and start doing a a lot of the projects and things that we work on and then have to stop. Um, Nevertheless, uh, we also do... um, other activity camping trips of course Um, and for Cub Scouts uh, we try to implement a mix of I guess what you could say uh, woodland skills uh, starting a fire with flint and steel how to tie a square knot how to set up a tent but we also work on other things like good citizenship um, the importance of things like recycling and being involved in your community and helping other people this is my, this, I'll be starting my second year as Cubmaster. This has been my first year, um, and it's been a growth experience for me. We had a video that we showed in the uh, earlier service, and um, to me, what, what impressed me most about the, the video was a, a, a mother was talking, and she was a den leader, and she, um, she's the mother of an only child who didn't have any siblings, and, and where they lived, um, he really didn't have any playmates, but within the Cub Pack, he found siblings, he found brothers, he found um, a family that he could grow in. And, and that's what we try to provide. It's a community within a larger community. It's um, certainly not uh, isolated. We don't have secret codes. We don't have um, anything that kind of offers exclusion in any way. Um, but it has its own identity. And the boys, um, my own son, Jonah, who's sitting back there next to Mark and Noah, didn't know each other um, at the beginning of this year. now I think Jonah's going over to Noah's house later on, you know. So it's, it's that kind of growth and development um, that we put forth. Me, uh, I I don't uh, compare the boys to each other as you would say in an athletic organization the boys measure themselves based on their past performance our motto is do your best and that's all that I expect from them, not to be the best but just try to do better than you did the day before and so far it's been really good I'd also like to say that um, at the end of last year before I became the Cubmaster, we, our pack had no place to go. Our sponsor um, was moving away from BSA and Mark had pioneered uh, the relationship with MUMC um, and found a home here. And since coming here um, I feel truly blessed. MUMC has been more of a sponsor than I could ask for. Um, of their assistance um, with some of our families every boy is going to the day camp that they offered during the summer and that just advances our program so much further um, as a famous cartoon character once said this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship <laughs> um, I will be um, Outside, uh, if you have any questions for me, please feel free to ask them. I'm going to put flyers around wherever I, I can, wherever they allow, um, and we'll also be meeting on Monday nights at 6:30. Um, there's no obligation. Uh, if you think that you might be interested, or your your son, please stop by any, any time, any evening. Um, siblings as well. Um, I think that's about all I have. Thank you, and I appreciate the time to speak to you. We can clap.
0: The United Methodist Church has a long, amazing history with scouting, and I'm grateful for both the troop and the pack uh, being on our campus. Uh, Any chance that you have to support them in, in whatever form, I encourage you to do that. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for this place in which we may come worship and sit around the same table. We thank you for the abundance of water that's in our lives. And we apologize for the number of times that we have driven, walked past it without noticing, without being grateful. Help us in these weeks to come to understand the amazing covenants that you offered, the life that you offered the opportunity that you offered in and around water we pray for those this morning that cannot join us because they're ill or because they're caring for someone who is and we ask for your loving presence amongst them, inspire us Lord to reach out to them best as we can to be your loving hands and feet to listen as much as possible and to offer your love Inspire us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer your Son taught us disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. It's now time for our tithes and other offerings, and if you will pass the attendance register from one end of the pew to the other, if you're a visitor today, we're so grateful that you are. If you'll note any sort of communication that you'd like us to contact you, we will try to do that. the scripture passages that we were going to use uh, during this series. We wondered how we would order them. Um, there's, there's basically three ways of choosing the scripture that you're going to use in worship. One is the lectionary, which is a set group of readings over a three-year period that the Catholic Church uses, the Episcopal Church uses, many times the Lutheran Church uses, and um, probably more than half the cases the United Methodist Church uses. It's a structure of readings that I could tell you July... 14th of next year what they'll be reading another way is themes and it's more like the ministry team thinks what do people desperately need to hear in this season and the upside of themes is you can tailor it to what you're doing but the scary side is you can sort of have something in mind and then go find it in the bible upside of the lectionary is it's a guided set of readings. The downside is we say, oh, it's uh, June 17th is what we're reading again. Okay. All right. I heard this story last year on June 14th and we're 16th. We're hearing it again on 17th. I'm trying to blend the two in a third way in which we think what are some interesting ways to choose the text that we read? But once we choose the way we're going to do it to let the text do the breathing, to let the text do the educating, the feeding of what we do. And so we thought if we have eight texts about water, instead of going from A to Z as to when they occur in the Bible, let's look at a redemption story of God offering, of human beings responding, of human beings struggling, of human beings given another opportunity, and then an ultimate Um, amazing story that involves water so at times we're we're going along in the bible uh especially today if you turn to genesis 2 it ought to be pretty easy to find it's on page 3 in your pew bible um at times it's 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 in that order but at times it's not so we're looking at genesis 2 starting with verse 4 And if you like to read along, I encourage you to keep it out because I'll read different parts. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we tend to, when we hear this story, immediately go to what's going on with the man, what's going on with the woman, what's going on with the tree, what's going on with the snake, and then we're off through races. I want to slow that down today. And instead, look at the fact that water preceded all of it. That's the first thing I want you to notice about this. The first thing is always Water. I've told you the story before, but I think, I think it's appropriate here again, um, briefly, that I did a wedding on Highway 123 between Easley and Clemson, and the farm, uh, it was on a beautiful farm, beautiful tree, by a beautiful creek, this farm was actually cut in half by Highway 123, and they had to dig under it. For this farm to be able to have cattle go back and forth. And my model for conversation, typically speaking, is to ask questions. And I'm, sometimes I'm a little, maybe too targeted in the question, trying to be too specific with the person. So I'm standing there with the uh, patriarch, and I say, um, How is it that farms are always so lucky to be right by a creek? How do, like, how does that, how does it work? How do the odds work out so much in favor of that happening? And patriarch goes, uh, "You're not a farmer." <laughs> no, nope, no. He said, "We we put the farm where the creek is." <laughs> and I thought, great. All right. Uh, he's like, this dude is marrying my grandchildren or my grandchild. Um, you just, I didn't ever think of that, but that makes total total sense. That you start with the water. That's what's so important. Um, when humans have looked to settle down, the first thing they're looking for is water. What is a major source of water that we can have to make sure that we can have life beyond this day? And um, I've seen studies uh, that when you think you're hungry, you're actually thirsty. Now, I don't adhere to them all the time. A lot of times when I feel that hunger, I go ahead and eat. But this uh, study said you might try drinking water when you think you're hungry. Because it's actually your body craving being hydrated. Um, Among the first things that God ever did was provide water for the people. And you know what's interesting, we, we have clear, great sources of water, thanks to CPW and the plan that they have for the future that I've heard all about. But people still like to settle by water. You notice that? They still like to build a house by a creek or by a lake or by an ocean if they have the opportunity because uh, let's look out at it. It's, uh, it's beautiful, but I think it also to, goes way back into humanity of wanting to be close to a source of water and feeling comfort by that. So I've got a quote um, from one of my biblical commentaries on this text that I think is just fascinating. It's it's, it's kind of action packed, so we have to break it apart a little bit. The fact that God gives humans responsibility in that first paragraph—he creates water, he creates humanity, and he gives humanity a responsibility with that water. This gives responsibility to the human being, not simply for maintenance and preservation. But for intra-creational development, on earth is that? It's a collaboration. You, human, and I, God, are collaborating in making this creation the best it can possibly be. Bringing the world to its fullest possible potential. God intends from the beginning that things not stay as they were initially created. God creates a paradise, not a static state of affairs, but a highly dynamic situation in which the future is open to various possibilities. I've created this land, I've created this water, I've created you, human, and I don't expect you just to sit there and look at all of it. I expect you to do something about it. And so, um, you know, I'm starting to get to know the neighborhood a little bit, walking my dog all over the place. And there's certain houses that have a very frightening dog that isn't on a leash, and i got to pick him up and walk with him. There's certain houses where I'm always going to see a uh, friendly face, uh, uh, always going to see uh, Justin and Stephanie's dogs out on the fence, and they always want to hang out, the big dogs. And then if you go Arlington and Cannon, I believe, you'll see a guy working a garden. Have you seen that guy? This guy has some miles on him and he has got a garden that will put you to shame he is working out there every day doesn't care what time it is he's out there working drive by there sometime and you'll see him the human being is collaborating in the creation just like god intended the second thing that comes after water is work slash opportunity and your attitude depends on uh, the, whether it's work or opportunity depends on your attitude. If you figure this work's a solo obligation with an absent God that's tracking all my mistakes it's work. Those people in the um, parable of the vineyard who think we're doing all the work here well, you know, what's he doing? I don't even know if he's even here anymore. Figure it's an obligation or it's something that they own. If you figure it's a collaborative response to the love that's already been granted to you by the God who created it, it's an opportunity. So I said to the people at 9 o'clock, I don't expect to say to you, I don't think it's right for me to say to you, I need you to choose today whether it's work or whether it's opportunity. I think we go back and forth over and over again. I think our emotions go up and down in our sense of whether our part in this story is work or opportunity, based on our emotions going up and down. There's times when I am super beyond grumpy, and Katie will say, "Maybe just a snack and a nap. Maybe we'll get you a snack and a nap like a three-year-old, and we'll reset and we'll get you back out there and we'll try again. Guess what happens? Feel good again. Oh a wonderful job this is. This is total fun to do this thing. I am doing the thing I have been called to do. I some water, snack, and a nap. Verse 9. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. There it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is Pushon. It winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. So are we doing a geography lesson? Are we doing a meld of the creation story and what's literally there today? We can do all sorts of stuff with it. The big thing I want to focus on today is that that water preceded everything. Trees, food, gold, life. All come from this water in an amazing, amazing way. So our roads do a really good job of telling you what creek you're going over or what divide of what creek you're going over or what river you're going over. Pay attention. And Merciful, if you go on 85 into North Carolina, they're crazy about telling you what body of water you're dealing with, what basin you're in, what that basin means, what body of water is tied to that basin every time you go over a bridge. They want to make sure that you understand where you are and what you're doing. So when you walk by a water fountain, you just go up to the sink and get water. You go by a creek, you go by a pond, you go out to the beach, you go to the ocean. Remember this text and be thankful. At times I'm calling you to really crazy action, something that you've desperately got to do, something that might be outside of your comfort zone. And some days I'm just telling you, hey, pay attention. Pay attention for the water that creates it all. And be thankful to the God that gave us all that water. Gratitude is an excellent way to start this series on humanity's dealing with creeks, lakes, and streams. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, when we feel like we are all alone, when we feel as if you're absent, when we feel as if you are likely only tracking our mistakes as your primary function, remind us. Remind us that the first thing you ever did was love us and create us and give us opportunity. You called us in the covenant to participate in the creation of this world. In the times that we have failed we are deeply sorry. In the times in which we have succeeded, we give thanks to you. Bless us in this series, Lord, that we may understand how powerful your life-giving covenant is and how amazing the water that you grant us every day can be for us. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. I want you to turn to page 12 in your hymnal for the liturgy of the service of word and table. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. It's so important to corporately acknowledge our confession because you need to understand that the people beside you have struggled just as you have. You need to understand that the people beside you have succeeded just as you have. You need to understand that pardon comes in confession. Corporate pardon for you and the person beside you. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. If you'll remain seated and just turn to your neighbor and say, peace be with you in the spirit of this forgiveness. And if I could call our servers to come forward, please. Lord be with you, lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by His blood. By Your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at His heavenly banquet. Through Your Son, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit and Your Holy Church, all honor and glory is Yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Stand by. you. In the United Methodist Church, all who want to come forward are welcome to do so. We do so by going to the outside of your pew as guided by the usher. And the first person here needs to be the first person here so that you can be the first person there. And you'll go from the outside in. Our choir is going to be served first. And we um, serve by giving you a piece of bread and giving you a cup. And you can um, consume them both as we hand them to you. If you are able to kneel, we encourage you to kneel. If you're unable to kneel, feel free to stand. If you would like us to come to you, we'll be happy to come to you and um, make it easier for you. At the corner of each rail is... um, gluten-free bread. If you would like gluten-free bread, uh, make sure that you grab that on your way uh, to your spot. I'm going to call the choir forward.
1: The church that's waiting for you, keep us tied.
0: and Rebecca, thank you for being here with us today and helping us lead worship. We appreciate you being with us and wish you well on your journey back down 29 to Greendale. Uh, thank you uh, scouts for being here today. We're always grateful to have you all see some uniforms out there. What y'all mean to the community. Uh, I'm glad to have you. And thank you to everybody who helped us uh, make this service uh, what it could be. Go forth in peace by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Go with you all. Amen.